Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Pete. And I'm Dr. D 2.0. The sequel. Yeah, we're here to talk about some more science, correct? Is that what we're talking about today? Yes, I thought I would talk about what it is that I study today. Awesome. But we have much, much more than that, of course. So oh, we're gonna definitely. we're gonna speak a little bit about what we did this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything standing out for you, just in general, little stories? Not that I can think of at okay. the moment. Well, one thing we have been doing, which mm-hmm. has been a lot of fun, is we started playing a video game together. We did. Um, I think it was like $8 on a sale Ooh. for the Lego Movie video game. And I was like, hey, we like this movie. Why don't we just try it out? It's a co-op game. It's, I think, technically a kid's game. <laughs> so uh, we thought. <laughs> and then we... We were playing it together, and we were having a lot of fun. And then at one point, you were like, hey, we should we should record this just so we can get all of the silliness that I am saying out loud. Yeah, I think we had talked about that previously, about recording me while trying to play a video game. Yeah. And how that might be a lot of fun. And it just kind of popped back into my mind. So I don't know how well it's going to translate, but we're going to play some uh, footage from me and Diane playing the Lego video game. Here it is now. Okay, press any button. Is that you or me? Uh, Please me. wait. 3.8%. Wow, we're, we're just really kicking we're, butt. We're rolling so fast. Press start. No, there's horses, Pete. To ride horses. We're going to the west. All right. Yeah. All right, so we're playing the Lego movie game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, we completed the... Bricksburg. Bricksburg stage, which we had a couple of glitches, but I think we're good now. So I seem to be wild style. And I'm Emmett. So I'm running around, grabbing some coins. Mixing up the gender roles. Oh, oh, that was a trick. What? Now we're in Flatbush Gulch. Really? That's what it's called? (laughs) Sounds very wrong, doesn't it? Uh Uh-huh. What's a gulch? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, what is going on here? I don't know. We're watching a movie sequence. They're going into like the Lego abyss and we'll end up in the uh, Wild West, right? So this is Oh wait, s- we're supposed to get coins, aren't we? And yeah. try to go like not hitting all the walls. Yeah. Oh, I'm really bad at this. But though. I feel like I'm Emmett now. I think you are. Because I was moving and you're not. So what, they're just gonna randomly switch our characters around too, just to make more confusion? And not tell us? This is a kid's game too. And we're, like, so confused. <laughs> Most of the time, it's like, I can't keep up with this. Mm-hmm. We're just getting too old. Too old for this. Interesting. Ooh, uh, I got train tracks. Whoop. Gold. Oh! Yeah, those are good. Get the gold? Yeah. Okay. Seem to be a... Oh, I keep hitting the pots of fire. Yeah, well, much like real life, pots of fire are not a good thing to run into. Generally, no. It's not my fault. I'm I didn't need video not, games to teach me that. Yeah, I'm not as... Whoa! There were tracks, and then there weren't, and now I'm on the ground. <laughs> I'm really not as adept at, you know, stealing. Not stealing, steering. <laughs> going different directions. Not really adept at stealing either, because you have to be able to steer in order to get all the coins. Oh, and there's a pit. Don't go in the pit. I fell in the pit. You fell in the pit. <laughs> oh, now we're flying. Very fitting. Um, there's like dynamite coming at us too. 
What is this? This game is absolutely insane. Yeah. Oh. Like, I play a lot of video games, but most of the time I can't tell what is going on in this one. Well, yeah. and it... Oh, we just There's went just, off a cliff. Probably just... Ooh, can we kick the pig? Noise. Chase the pig! <laughs> Chase the pig! <laughs> Poor pig. Pig's like, oh! There's a chicken, too. Can you hear the chicken? They can hear the chickens. I can hear the chickens. Mm -hmm. the pig hey, you gotta go up here. Oh, I do? Yeah, there's got to be a reason for that. Okay. Search the shed for instruction pages. Nice. Haha! -ha. Now we have rifles. Not rifles. Handguns. Uh, revolvers. Revolvers. That's what they're called. I just... Oh, you shot me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I shoot this? Of course. Wow, you're shooting the horses. <laughs> Don't take you to a ranch. How, how close do we need to get to this target before we can hit it? I don't know. I'm in the way, sorry. Can you move away from the target? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we would be so terrible at a ranch. Uh, <laughs> if Lego, like, what? What's happening? Western well, it seems that anything. my body wouldn't turn properly. It was like not yeah. going the right way. Oh, this is awesome. Get on that horse. Come on. Just tap it. Jeez. Oh, Five taps. Yeah, you had to tap it five times to get on a horse. And didn't you read the instructions? Tap to make your horse gallop. Oh, oh it's like a treadmill. Oh, nice! <laughs> and it is opening a gate so we can escape. All right. Level complete. All right, we did it. Woohoo! High five. Are you a DJ? Am that's, I a DJ? That's the trophy we unlocked. Oh. The trophy is, are you a DJ? Yeah, I don't know how that really. Why is it framed in a question? <laughs> well, what does a DJ have Did to you win a gold medal? <laughs> but Here it is. DJ? Who that? Circle Prospector. Do I want to buy him? Yes. 25? Sure. Yes, I do. We bought the Prospector. prospector. Wasn't the Prospector in Toy Story 2? He was Stinky Pete. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Played by Kelsey Grammer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. But. should watch Toy Story 2 again. You, you just I said can... you didn't like them, but Toy Story 3 really grabbed you, so. No, and I rewatched Toy Story recently, and I did still, I did enjoy it. Yeah. I think it was because I watched Toy Story in that age where it was like, oh, man. I'm a teenager. An animated film care. before the age of, oh, my God, I love animated films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I always liked them. Even when I was uh, a teenager, I secretly would still like them. I think I had a phase where I'm like, mm, okay, I have to decide if I want to buy the Wiley Fuse Bot. Wiley Fuse Bot? Sure. Do we have lots oh, of Oh, wait, coins? you just changed subjects. Oh. I thought you were getting into a story about you, and it's like when you had to decide when you were going to buy a Wiley Fuse Bot. <laughs> oh, there's little mice. <laughs> tee hee. Tee hee hee. Okay. So one thing I'm finding about this game more than any other game I've played is I'm constantly like, what are we supposed to be doing? Just constantly yeah. feel lost. And oh. again, that's why I'm surprised. These are like, these are designed for younger people. That's hilarious. You can choose your pants. <laughs> so you can find your pants. Disco pants. Nice. Oh, okay, move out of the way. I turned on my disco pants. That's helpful, that. right? Can you move out of the way? Please? Thank you. Oh, you're trying to do it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it just makes me dance. <laughs> I think you need to take the pants. Off. <laughs> These disco pants aren't helping me. Okay, you do it. Alright, so once again we have Oh. 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 
Where's this? There's a master build happening. I was going to say, once again, we were totally stuck. And but then you found something to build. Now I am building a... Bum, bum, staircase. Well, that is not exciting. I thought that was going to be like a helicopter or something. Where are you? Oh, we're supposed to find instruction pages. Man, I feel like we're so far behind. Where's the staircase that you built so lovingly? Oh, now the game is like, we interrupt you because you're real slow and we're going to do this for you. Oh, nope. I'm so lost. <laughs> I'm hearing that a lot from you. I'm so lost? Yeah. I'm yeah. Not, what? No, I am. I don't know. What? Oh, I got to go up. The arrow is saying, go this way, you silly, silly man. Fire-making abilities can light fires. Okay. Are you a fire-making ability person? No. With the prospector? What does a prospector do? He mines. No. So who's a fire-making person? Uh, I don't know. Wily Fusebot? Yes, it is. Fire starter. Really? Nice. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. I'm burning down a barn. I think you're going to burn down the whole town. Isn't the whole town made of wood? Oh, that's how you get horses out of a barn? There's nice. better ways to do that. Yes. Like, like opening the door. <laughs> I was just going to say, like opening the door. <laughs> like, why you got to burn the whole house down? I don't know. It was mighty good of you to catch that robber. Oh, we caught a robber. Wow. He had some gold. Wow, that was all for a gold bar. Almost, there's three of them. That still doesn't get us in the door. No. I'm just trying to open a door. I'm I not know. trying to catch robbers. Maybe this is a good time to stop. Yep. Okay, I think we're done. Because <laughs> we're stuck again. Yep. We're going to have to look up some tips. On how to defeat a kid's game. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Yep. All right. So what did you think about that? Um. Again, thought it was really fun. And we would like go along and then we get stuck. Why yeah. is this so hard? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've been playing games a long time, and I don't find myself getting lost as much as I do. And specifically, this one—I've never played any of the other Lego move, Lego games before. Mm -hmm. like, They're kind of a new venture for me. We're intelligent people, and you play a lot of these <laughs> games, so you kind of know what but it's to glitchy think too. and what like, to look for. It's glitchy because suddenly, like my character will disappear, and we were stuck in an endless loop of dying one mm -hmm. time, where my character like fell off the train. Yep. And so it got stuck in this point where mm -hmm. it wanted to be further on in the scene, but my character kept respawning behind the camera and yep. falling into a pit. Yep. So you, you would just hear, Yep. <laughs> you also respawned in a trampoline. Oh, yeah, and I couldn't move. Yeah. So we had to reboot the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, so with all that, talking about all those failures, what do you think of the game? If you were to be a movie critic or a game critic... How well, would you rate it so far? I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, like it has a lot of interesting points and there's a story and you kind of have a task that you have to do and there's like little puzzles that you have to solve um, and you have to think about all the different characters. For example, Emmett has a drill and a wrench. Mm -hmm. So whenever he sees the drill symbol, he has to do something. And anytime like a blue object is broken, he can fix it. So you're kind of thinking of that the whole time. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of puzzle solving yeah, going on. Yeah, so which the is puzzle good. part is fun, and until we get there, uh, hit a wall. Yeah, and they're fun characters. Yeah, working together. Yeah. Uh, so I think I don't know. I mean, it's fun. 
It's enjoyable. I especially enjoyed finding that I could unlock pants that make disco music. Yeah, and then you just walk around like a disco ball, flashing <laughs> and dancing. It's kind of distracting. <laughs> yeah, it is. But fun. It is. So I think overall it's fun. Uh, right for $8? Now, right now, well, for $8, yeah. It would have released for probably forty nine ninety nine. I'm going to guess. Whoa, okay, Which wow. is cheaper than other games, but I'm pretty sure they price it lower. Kids' games sometimes are a little bit lower. I know I keep calling it a kid's game, and it's not necessarily, like, designed for, you know, eight-year-olds, but mm-hmm. I mean it is a more audience-friendly, family-friendly type game. Yes, uh, for Designed sure. for cooperation. That's mm-hmm. been my favorite thing, actually, is just doing something with you. It's been really fun. It's been a great bonding experience I've been finding for the two of us just to do something together, yes. much like this podcast. It's just mm-hmm. another way of communicating and doing Seeing something together. How you Diane know? can sit there for 20 seconds thinking she's controlling one character, but really <laughs> she is not. <laughs> no, you're the one walking straight into the wall. Oh. But no, I it's been swear fun. last time I went left, that thing that I thought I was controlling went left. Simple coincidence, I guess. What are you talking about? That's so vague. I don't know. I swear that one time that thing moved. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so right now I would give it probably a 6.5 out of 10. I was going to say 7. I was going to okay. say 7. Yeah. I'm a little more critical, but yeah. It's no Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. Wow. That game's amazing. <laughs> so let's get into, we've had our fun with that, a little bit of games, which is sort of my side of the story. Let's get into your side of the story and talk about your topic. Cool. So my topic today, I thought I would introduce what it is that I study and just uh, orally explain some of the things that I look at, what exactly I'm doing. We all know what I need to do to complete my PhD, but what tissues am I looking at? What things interest me? And I thought I'd start off with a reading of a book that I made for my friends and family this past Christmas Mm -hmm. that tried to help explain in story format what it is that I study. Yeah, it was a big hit, actually. introduce some characters. Yeah, everyone was really excited to uh, receive the book, and it was immediately like, this is going to be so useful because now we will understand what Diane does. Yeah. Because normally it's hard to explain. And I think... Like, I've been in that, this PhD for three years now. I think I'm starting to get better at explaining what I do a little bit. I don't think it's that complicated. I just think that there are certain jobs that uh, there's a general knowledge of. So mm-hmm. if you were like, I'm a plumber, you go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure a plumber has some very intricate, detailed oh, definitely. stories that they mm-hmm. could talk about how their job works. Mm-hmm. But it's just a general job that people get. Um, I'm on the side where I can just go, I'm a designer, and people go, oh, okay, sure, you you Photoshop things, and yes. then that's done. But that's not really what I do. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I'm much more into the multimedia part and a lot of programming, and that's when people start to have their eyes glaze over and go, oh, mm-hmm. I use cool. Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> I The internet, I press the big E, and it makes yeah. things happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you should stop using that blue E. It's terrible. <laughs> Anyway, so there's a lot of complexities to all jobs, but I think the difference is you can't just say, I'm a scientist. Right. Because then it's like, are you making bombs? Yeah, it's such a broad word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing, scientist? Well, I'm going to talk to you today about two characters that I named Art and Brown Art, or Bart. Uh, And this is the story. I thought I would read it first, and then we can discuss some of the... uh, are you going to read it in the voice? 
maybe. All right. I'll see what comes out. Okay. <laughs> Probably not a weird voice. Should I do a Morgan Freeman for you? Hi. Great. <laughs> my name is Art. I'm a white adipocyte. I'm pretty much the most important cell in your white fat tissue. Please continue. White fat is important. It cushions your internal organs, provides some insulation to keep you warm, and stores extra energy. And there is an image of an art, and he says, Hi, I'm Art. An adipocyte is made up of a few different parts. So it's got a nucleus that contains DNA, a mitochondria that produces energy for the cell to live, and one large lipid droplet. So the so lipid- what does that mean? So the lipid droplet uh, is basically a fat droplet, mm -hmm. and it pretty much takes up the whole cell, and it just stores fat. Okay. Is that a mm -hmm. good thing or a bad thing? It is a good thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> uh, it's essential to your well-being. Any uh, energy that you consume that you don't necessarily use right away, you mm -hmm. need to store it. And fat is a very efficient way to store it. And in a normal functioning human, like when you sleep, you still are using energy to yeah. run your body. Of course. Um, but you're not eating. So you need to use energy that you've stored up throughout the day. So that's what this lipid droplet's so about? That's what this lipid droplet is about. And it stores the fat in molecules called triacylglycerols, which is kind of, it sounds like a really complicated word. It's just, um, basically it's a uh, backbone, like a spine, and three fatty acids coming off of it. That's why it's a tri. So I'm thinking uh, with this book, like this mm -hmm. book really works well because it's a visual thing. Mm. So if you're reading True. it without being able to see it, it's actually very difficult to follow. So I just got an idea, and this is what we're going to do. Okay. Is we're going to put this book on our website. So awesome. at ordinaryday.ca slash art and bart. Cool. Dot PDF. That's awesome. what we're going to do. Perfect. So A-R-T-A-N-D-B-A-R-T dot PDF. Sweet. That's where we're going to be. So if you, anyone's listening in and they want to see... All this amazing art that Diane made. On PowerPoint. Yeah. I'm such an artist. <laughs> They're pretty cute, actually. It's kind of funny. Uh, check it out. Well, it'll be at that downloadable link. Cool. Uh, yeah. So when you need energy, you basically break down that triacylglycerol. Mm -hmm. And it releases the energy for your body to use. Mm-hmm. Which is normally a good thing if you have a uh, normally functioning adipocyte and fat. And it can be a bad thing? It can be a bad thing. I think we'll get to that in a couple of pages. Okay. But first, another important job of the adipocyte is to produce and release hormones. And in 1994, I always find this cool because I was alive in 1994. Most big scientific discoveries I feel like were made before I was born. And this was during my lifetime. So it's not long ago. Uh, so in 1994, scientists discovered that uh, fat makes a hormone called leptin, and leptin helps control your appetite. So you have a, if you have a normal functioning adipocyte, when it's full and it's at its capacity, it will send out leptin to tell you you don't need any extra food. So I've always wondered, is there like, is this something that like drug companies are really getting into to control mm -hmm. people's uh, eating behaviors? Or yes. has this ever been used 
in a bad way, like in the fashion industry for like models or something <laughs> that are are starving themselves and need to feel full? Like is it's, leptin ever sold as a just it's over-the-counter drug? Yeah, it's interesting you should say that because as soon as they discovered this, it was kind of a moment where they thought, I think we've just solved obesity because oh, really? yeah, if this leptin is supposed to control your appetite, let's just give leptin to um, people who Overeat. aren't who aren't able to regulate anymore and who maybe mm. have dysfunctional adipocytes. But the thing is, you give leptin to an obese person and they don't respond because they are in a state oh. of what's known as leptin resistance. Yeah. Oh, and that's the problem. Yep, that is the problem. That's the key of the problem. Yeah. Uh, so it was not this miracle thing that we thought it would be. As most weight loss um, substances, drugs, kind of have been found to be. Right. It's not a one one solution fits all or one solution is just going to solve your problem. There's always complicating factors. And this was one of them. Probably helped steer you in the right direction. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like this is a big area of interest now if the fat can produce a hormone called leptin maybe it's making other things that we can look at yeah and maybe we can target um like leptin has to travel to the brain and signal in the brain so if we look at the signaling pathway maybe there's something else that we could target and maybe that will work if leptin doesn't itself yeah so i'm going to derail you again yeah go ahead i'm really into this leptin thing (laughs) um would there be it, would this be a terrible thing for me if I wanted to have some leptin for my lunch just so my I stop feeling hungry because I don't have time to stop working? Like that's probably bad for a regular person's diet because I do get full. I get full a lot. Yep, that's good. But so you I seem hate, to be functioning normally. I hate stopping work sometimes. I just, I really get into work. So really you would like to feel full without having eaten anything? Yeah, it's weird. I'm one of these weird people. I remember having this conversation with someone where, like, I actually, uh, this is a long time ago, it was probably before your time. It was like, I, okay. I found eating to be just so annoying. It's just like an annoying really? inconvenience that just gets in the way of me doing stuff. That's interesting because. You I know, mean, I've learned to do like some better cooking with you and mm-hmm. whatever, and we go out for dinners, and that becomes like things to do, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. But generally, like, when I'm task oriented and doing something yep. the, the, the prospect of stopping it uh-huh. to go search out for food and like eating it and all that <laughs> and then also sometimes it upsets my stomach and then that oh, sucks yeah i actually really don't look forward to the idea of eating that's interesting because there is a lot of you know satisfaction from eating like real food like when people get put on liquid diets it's less yeah, I didn't like that either. Psychologically good for them. Yeah, I didn't like that either. So you just don't, I think you've just had like really bad experiences with eating and consuming food and the negative yeah. from that. Yeah, so, but yeah, if mm-hmm. I wanted to, let's say as a snack for lunch, I had uh, something small and a little leptin, would I be uh-huh. good? How would I get some leptin? So you just... <laughs> <laughs> Hook me up. I'm sure you could buy it from... A drug company, but you probably have to prove you're doing research. (laughs) 
All right. I don't really think that you should be trying to make your body feel full when you haven't eaten anything. That's the answer you were supposed to give like 20 minutes ago, by the way. <laughs> I don't know why you let me like go through this whole story before you got to that. Oh, well, I don't like interrupting you. I like to hear what point. <laughs> Do I have to just be like, hey. That's a dumb idea. Just, you need to eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, well, there's Continue. my first answer. You Good. need to eat. All right, so the topic's over. Move on. <laughs> There Be are sure trick to eat. questions. <laughs> um, yeah. So since the discovery of leptin, the adipocyte and the adipose tissue has been shown to release many other hormones import- and proteins important to the function of the body. So there's lots of different things that we can study um, in our fat. When there is an energy imbalance, so when you're taking in more food or calories than you're using during the day, the adipocyte can get a little overworked. Uh, He has to store all the extra energy inside the one lipid droplet, and it can be hard work because he's trying to expand and accommodate all of this fat. (laughs) And you're like... That's what he feels like. And this is where you have a little picture of the guy looking all stressed out. Yeah, and he's sweating, and he's like, I don't know what to do with all this fat. If the energy imbalance continues, so this becomes kind of a chronic thing over a number of years, the adipocyte can get angry. Grr. Uh, And it can attract immune cells and become inflamed. And this can lead to the development of conditions such as obesity and type 2 diabetes. So what you're saying here is when these, this is an adipocyte thing? Yes. What is this green guy again? This is an adipocyte. Okay, and that yellow part inside of him is the droplet? Yep, the lipid droplet. So as that droplet fills up yep. um, with stored fat, mm-hmm. he gets too big, and then he's mm-hmm. now colliding with immune cells? Uh, yeah, there's actually, they think there's, we're not sure exactly what signal, but there's some kind of signal being sent out that mm-hmm. this adipocyte is in trouble and immune cells come in. Much like so, when you have an injury yeah. and immune cells come. Yeah. Uh, same thing is happening in your fat, except it's um, more kind of like a low-grade chronic thing. Like when you have an injury to your body, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a big, quick immune cell, attack that site, fix the problem, you can heal. With yeah. the fat, it's kind of like a slow and steady, and we're staying here, we're not going away, and we're just causing problems. So... Uh, is it not significant enough to like maybe make you more likely to get sick and things like that if we're distracting these immune cells? Or is it just no. that it's a small burn that you can slowly start to develop the obesity and the diabetes? Yep. It's kind of like a slow and steady and you're gradually just kind of heading in the wrong direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the good news is that it's possible for your adipocytes to get back to normal, but it may take a big change in diet and exercise for this to happen because you have to kind of correct that energy imbalance. And making these changes can be difficult, and scientists are studying ways to make those changes easier to achieve. As in you. Me! Yeah, that was a (laughs) little uh, fist bump to me. I'm a scientist. All right. And one new area of research, now I'm getting into the specifics of what I'm doing, is looking at the cousin of Art, who I've named Bart, as in brown Art. Now, why do you call him a cousin? Uh, Because he is also an adipocyte. Uh So he uh, is similar to Art in a way, but also very different. 
And he's a... So they have different mothers? He's a special kind of adipocyte. Kind of. Yeah, actually. They're what? thought to have different um, cell origin. I'll make fun of you originations. and your, you actually have a point. And here. I'll be like, wait, scientifically, yes. All right then. <laughs> um, so they are uh, a little bit different. Uh, and let me explain why Bart is different. Uh, Bart has many smaller lipid droplets instead of one large one, and Bart also has lots of mitochondria. What is the mitochondria for? The mitochondria help the cell to produce energy. And the mitochondria in BART are special because they contain a protein called UCP1. And UCP1 makes it possible for BART to take in fat and basically burn it off as heat. This is why BART is so magical. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the excess fat that comes into this uh, adipocyte cell with Mm -hmm. the lipid drop... Mm -hmm. would also be able to burn off some of that excess fat and just create heat. Yes, precisely. So So again, we think, hey, do we have a solution to our obesity and energy imbalance problem? Okay, where where did you find out where BARTs originate? Like, is this a scientifically created thing? Like you said, they're cousins. Like, Mm -hmm. so ARTs exist in us naturally, correct? Yep. Right now? Yep, so do BARTs. Just there's a higher percentage of arts right now? Yeah. And is your program specifically looking at converting arts to BARTs? Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. What's involved with that? Are we getting into that? Yes, I think we are. Uh, yes, BART's got some pretty cool skills. It seems like having more BARTs might be helpful to get rid of extra energy. After all, BART can just burn fat and release heat. Sometimes I wish I could be more like BART. So now you're reading the book again. Yes, which is possible. Because I thought I would just read it because I'm getting to the point. Okay. What's the point? Um, So there are two ways that you can transform art into BARTs. One is through endurance exercise. So like running, biking, walking, swimming, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Or cold. If you sit in cold. So what if I went swimming in a cold lake? Oh, that could do it. Double down. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So... The, they've been able to do this really well in like a rodent or a rat model, mm-hmm. less well in a human. Mm-hmm. And we think it's because uh, humans are very different. And it seems that in some humans, if you stick them in cold, and this, I'm not saying like frozen, like a freezer, cold meaning like 19 degrees Celsius, okay. sitting in like shorts and t-shirt. Some people, when you sit them in colds, you can activate kind of their brown fat really easily. And some people you can stick them in cold and they won't have it activate. So is this, uh, is this a permanent thing? Like as you exercise and mm-hmm. live in a cold environment, you can yep. actually transform your body to have more of these adipocyte types inside of you. Mm-hmm. So, And then if you were to return to your original settings... Would, it would go back. Has there been any kind of studying as far as locations around mm-hmm. the world? Like, because there are colder countries and are there countries that are more active? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I think most interesting is people who have lived in cold environments mm-hmm. and now maybe quality of life is getting better or they're able yeah. to move to homes that are warmer. Yeah. And we're starting to see them have a problem with energy balance. Right. Yeah. And develop these chronic diseases that you see in sort of like the Western, westernized 
countries or cultures. So people need to come from like Brazil and come live in Canada (laughs) and then they will start developing more of these. Unless they wrap themselves in parkas all the time and trying not to, try not to feel cold. And watch Netflix all day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, Yeah. So essentially that's what I'm studying is looking at how these changes occur and what happens in, because there's obviously a signal that goes to your body that says, Hey, you're in cold. You need more of these brown fat cells. So we're looking at what that pathway is exactly. Now, are you guys um, looking to develop any kind of a quick fix, like the pharmaceutical angle where it's like you can take a pill to help make more of these? Or is it really just pushing that, no, you, you need to exercise, eat right, and do all those things that we all know we should be doing, but uh, we still don't do? It's a bit of both. Uh, it's a bit of encouraging the exercise, uh, especially because it looks like, you know, Regular exercise is good for your cardiovascular health and good for, you know, your muscle tone, but it also seems to be good in terms of your fat. Uh, So we try and, you know, encourage exercise in general, but we also know that, you know, we've had an obesity problem, an obesity epidemic for a number of years, and we haven't been able to solve that problem yet. So obviously we need to continue to look at different solutions. So certainly, you know, looking at the signaling pathway, developing some kind of you know, drug, pharmaceutical would be helpful. I'm not, I'm not really working in the pharmaceutical industry right now, but I'm sure that if we discovered some interesting proteins that they would want to target, Mm -hmm. they would be all over that. Mm -hmm. Boom. Problem solved. Pop a pill. (laughs) No, of course not. I hope it doesn't come down to that. It's just so important to exercise and eat as well as you can, but there are so many other factors that, can influence no and you make and you make a good point because it's like yeah you sure you can pop a pill and you know get these super cells they'll absorb the fat great but like you said you know your your lungs are important your Mm -hmm. blood flow your heart uh even just your muscles supporting your less weight less weight because you're taking these pills but i mean Mm -hmm. still like all the things that make you a living breathing functioning human Mm -hmm. are necessary and there's a reason why we do them yep Precisely. Excellent. So that's what I study. I basically study fat. I feel like I should just go outside and run and uh, cold weather and, uh, yeah, up my barts. Yes. <laughs> Sounds up weird. Up my barts. <laughs> <laughs> Very strange. That'd be awesome. I should, we should make t-shirts. <laughs> up my bart. Oh, yeah, that does sound bad. Okay, moving on. Anyways, shall we get into our favorite things? What are we calling this again? Hey, our favorite things. That's what we call this area. Oh, man. Okay. What does Oprah call it? Oprah's favorite things. So are we ripping it off? I don't know. Is it copyrighted? (laughs) She won't listen. Whatever, Oprah. We don't have any money. You have much more money than us. Yes. Yes, she does. We'll trade our 10% for your 10%. Mm -hmm. So what's our favorite things this week? Well, I think it's fitting. I'm sitting here looking at my bike. One of my favorite things is going for bike rides and exploring. Where'd you go today? Uh, today I went there North is... North Toronto? Uh, yeah, kind of Mount Pleasant and Eglinton area. That's, I. That's like all buildings and stuff. What's... 
Um, so there's this pathway that I keep seeing. So I thought I would go along that path a little bit. Um, and I went along one way and it goes basically up to like Lawrence, Young and Lawrence, which is cool. And then I was coming back to see how far it would take me back down and see if I could connect to Sunnybrook Park, that system. And it looks like it does, but it kind of goes off into a nature trail that says no bicycles allowed. So I didn't go very much further than that. Hmm. And I went back out onto the road. (laughs) So there seems to be a cool trail. (laughs) Compelling and rich. Uh, yeah, but I kind of went back roads, quiet residential areas. There's also neat little houses and townhouses, and everyone's out walking their dogs. It's a nice day out. So Wonderful. I enjoyed it. And I really like um, biking on Mount Pleasant just because it seems like the lanes are fairly wide. So when there's all these cars parked on the side, as long as no one's trying to open their door and smash me. Um, there's a lot of, there's room to get by without getting into the other lane of traffic. So I actually felt fairly safe up the road. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So I felt pretty good. Uh, so yeah, my bike, That's going on bike thing. rides. I like it for exploring because you can get pretty far and mm-hmm. see a bunch of different things. When yeah, I was younger, yeah. having a bike was like the greatest thing in the world. This was mm-hmm. like your rite of passage or it was your way of getting around before you had uh, a car or anything, any kind of freedom even. That's Mm -hmm. how you would get to your friend's house. It's how you could get to school. I had a bike and I loved it. I I rode it everywhere. It was was the best. Mm -hmm. And I was very protective of it. I named it. I customized it. You named your bike? Yeah, it was the Panther. Oh, wow. It was dark blue. Whoa. It was really cool. And I spray nice. painted it and stuff and like did a little oh, personal neat. touches to it. Mm-hmm. Mostly spray painted the rust out of it so it looked like it was nice. kind of new. Yeah. Um, I was developing a computer for it at one time because I wanted to put a GPS into it. But this is in the 90s. And okay. GPS didn't exist. <laughs> so I was trying to like, I took apart a Game Boy and I was like building some like software Whoa. for it and stuff. I've never heard this story. Yeah, I was a really creative guy, but I just cool. ended up breaking the Game Boy. And oh. so then I didn't have a Game Boy anymore. But oh. I still like my bike more, so that didn't matter. Okay. And uh, yeah, I loved it. It got, got me through everything. And nice. even when I was like a, a teenager going through some like tough times, I mm-hmm. would just hop on my bike in the middle of the night and just shoot up and down the street a couple times. And it was great. But this nice. is all before helmets, and this is all before... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's strange. I mean, at the same mm-hmm. time, as much as I want to say you didn't need a helmet when I was on a bike back then, I mean, the world has also changed. The streets are so much busier now. Mm-hmm. Like, I could ride that thing and not run into anybody or anything yeah. for yeah. a kilometer. Mm-hmm. It was in a small town, but, I mean, still, you go back to that small town now, there's cars everywhere. People drive, like, terribly yeah. everywhere. you got to be constantly on guard. And then my mom gave my bike away, and it was gone. Aww. <laughs> oh, dear. It's a sore spot. <laughs> it is. We hashed it out. We're good. Okay, that's good. We're good now. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, favorite things, I did not prepare anything. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a sour mood now. I don't have a favorite thing. <sighs> what about you like <laughs> dogs? They're one of your favorite things. Uh, I loved my dog, yes. When I had a dog, he was the best. Mm-hmm. And we enjoy, you know, we make, aw, there's a dog. Yeah. When we walk by them. 
we are we're probably a little bit creepy. I wonder what it's like for them. All the dog owners who just see this this young couple walking around going, Oh he's yeah. so cute and as we pass by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a really fun moment on uh our anniversary in February. We were mm-hmm. We were hanging out near the distillery district, yep. and uh, this one girl was walking around with a, a little puffy dog. What kind? Of, I don't know what kind of breed it was. It was a puppy, I'm pretty sure, and it was, I it's don't know what kind of breed. one of those orangey, brown, mm-hmm. super, it was just, it, it was, was one very big, fluffy. It was this one big puff ball. It was so cute. And we were like, oh my God, it's so cute. And she's yep. like, oh, uh, I, I actually have to get rid of this dog. Yeah, my dad won't let me, or her friend's dad wouldn't let her keep it. So I just took it away from yep. her house, and I don't know what I'm doing with it now. And I'm yep. like, <gasps> we were this close to adopting a dog off the street. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happened, though. That's how I got my last dog. Like, yeah, yeah. It was basically a friend, uh, a friend's dog. Apparently, was not fixed, which I don't think they knew. And uh, it ran off, and some other stray dog, who apparently wasn't fixed, knocked it up, and then suddenly they had 13 puppies in their mm-hmm. small apartment, and uh, they weren't even supposed to have one dog in that apartment, mm-hmm. so it's pretty hard to hide 14 dogs. And uh, yeah, they were just going to call up the Humane Society, but they put up a little poster, and it's like, hey, people, free dogs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and were, you took one home. They were pretty cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we were in a situation where we were looking for a dog and that happened upon us, we may have investigated it further. Yeah, it's just, yeah, our our lives are too, we are, we were away from house our house too long. We are, because we work, you know, normal eight-hour days, and then it each takes us, you know, an hour to get to and from work. So we'd be away from the home for about 10 hours, right? Yeah, and at the same time. Yeah, yeah, same time of day. And uh, having had a dog in the past... Mm-hmm. I know that's just that's just not fair. That's just not no, fair to yeah. the animal. So that's uh, that's not in the cards right now. But yes, you're right. I would, I would love to have a little buddy again. Yeah, we'll get there. Maybe one day. Mm-hmm. I know we have lots of friends and relatives who are eagerly awaiting the chance to babysit a puppy. Really? Well, my brother's girlfriend is. Maybe really? that's just one. <laughs> So no one's, like, putting the pressure on you having a little kid, just a little puppy. Yes. Wow. (laughs) That's not usually how it works. I've heard way more comments about, oh, we'd watch your dog. (laughs) That's crazy. They don't want anything to do with our children, though. Well, one day, we'll have a puppy day. Until then, it's just an ordinary day. And that is the name of our podcast. So thank you Mm -hmm. for joining us. I think we're going to wrap it up here. Sounds good. Uh, if you want to email us a comment or a question or topic ideas, we can be reached at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. Our website, as mentioned, is ordinaryday.ca. Yeah, so check out that slash A-R-T-A-N-D-B-A-R-T dot PDF. That's Ooh. what it'll be. Awesome. And we'd like to thank Field Processor, as always, for our intro and outro music. And information about them can be filled found at fieldprocessor.com exactly correct all right so until next time take one more for the road